Welcome to the Commit to Fit podcast with your host, Gina Marie Burke. Today's episode is so special and I am so excited for you guys to hear this conversation between our special guest today, Alex Moore. She is a body confidence coach whose mission is to help women find food freedom and create a life they love. I am, like I said, so excited for you guys to hear this conversation today. I think you're going to get so much value out of it and really get some tactical ways to kind of help you ditch fat diets and build some confidence in yourself. And if you like this episode, don't forget to give us a rating and review or share on your Instagram stories. Give us a tag. Let us know that you've listened. The more that you share this podcast, the more impact that we can make. Enjoy and body confidence coach Alex Moore. Welcome to the show, Alex. I'm so happy you're here. Yay, um, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. <laughs> absolutely. And I'm so excited because admittedly, I think I had you on like my podcast list before I even started my podcast, which was only a few months ago. But when I was like, okay, I know I'm supposed to have guests. I want to talk to some people like you were on that list before I even recorded my first episode. So I'm so happy this is coming to fruition. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I know we kind of share somewhat of the same, same, but different like approach and perspective to health and fitness. And, you know, specifically you being a body confidence coach and, you know, sharing that, you know, ditching fad diets, everything like that, and really helping women create a life they love. I, absolutely love that. And I love like, you know, kind of what you stand for. So figured let's dive in and we could probably fill everyone in on maybe how we met because we didn't meet online, which I feel like most of my guests I meet online through coaching. Um, but we actually met in Boulder probably like, well, like five, six years ago uh, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I think it was like six, six plus years ago. Honestly, right. it was, a hot, it was a hot minute. Yeah. We were both oh, working cool. at this restaurant that I hated working at at the time. It was the worst. Um, <laughs> not going to name names, but I mean, the restaurant was nice enough. I just, I'm not cut out for restaurant work. I just, I got to the point where I was resenting people walking in the door and then, you know, you're not supposed to be in the service industry when you're like, just go oh away. My gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like so many people in the service industry can totally understand. Cause it's like, it's a relatively easy job to get. It's a relatively easy job to do. You make a pretty good amount of money, but it's like so unfulfilling. <laughs> like, it's like, this is not what I want to be doing. So luckily, obviously a few years later, um, we kind of both got into online fitness and nutrition, but oh my gosh, I swear like that time of my life feels like an entire lifetime ago. I don't know if you feel that way, but... <laughs> it's just so long ago that I'm like I don't even that's not even me anymore which is crazy every single facet of my life pretty much has changed except for I'm still with my I was dating my now husband at that point but other than that and you know some relationships and friendships that I've retained from that time in my life like everything about how I view myself and other people and like my purpose in life is completely different so yeah it feels like another era it's crazy how much can shift in you know five plus years crazy right and especially like when you are kind of dedicated to like working on yourself and changing your habits and you know working on what your mission is and figuring that out a lot of people don't do that kind of work and you know i'm sure we probably know a lot of people that are still probably doing the same thing that we were doing five or six years ago that haven't really had that 
you know, time to think about what they really want to do. So it's really cool to see like someone else putting the work and, you know, I can totally relate like every part of my life is so different <laughs> than it was five or six years ago. And I'm sure in five or six years ago, it's going to be the exact same way. Um, but that's of course what like personal growth and development is all about. Uh, <laughs> but I want to, I want to ask you, what is your mission in regards to course your coaching company um but also just like overall what is your mission in life Ooh, that's a really good question <clears throat> um so for the clients that i coach really i'm helping women that are sick of diets that don't work and hating their bodies really because that's something that so many women in our culture struggle with like i it's it's a ridiculous <clears throat> percentage of women that struggle with um, body hatred or self-consciousness. Um, and so I'm really supporting them to um, to eat without guilt and to create healthy lives they love and to have healthy habits that stick because they're not uh, fueled by guilt and shame. So I would say that that is like something that really resonates with me in the in the rest of my life too, not just with dieting or with body confidence, but also mm -hmm just really wanting to be someone that um, is fueled by like passion and being excited about what I want to move towards and supporting other people to do the same as opposed to really sitting in a place of like, I need to fix myself or this is broken. It needs to be changed and actually move towards like, I'm excited about this. This is in line with my values. Um, I want to make a difference in the world and, and move towards it's a definitely a mindset shift there. So helping my clients to do the same. I love that. Um, so how, how does that come into play within your own story when it comes to fitness and nutrition? Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, I figured out probably, well, I was not active at all when I was growing up. Like I wasn't in sports or anything like that. I like kind of did cross country for a little while and like didn't show up to practice. I don't even know why I thought I would like cross country. Like I, I grew to like running later on in my life, but I don't remember the thought process of me joining because I was not athletic whatsoever at that point in my life and I hated running. So like, what was I doing? Anyway, <laughs> so I kind of had this idea in my head that I was not athletic. Like I just wasn't good at fitness. I would, that wasn't my thing. And um, when I was probably like in my very early 20s, like I want to say 20, 21, I started to figure out that like, oh, if I go to the gym, I can actually change what my body looks like, which was like a new realization for me. The unfortunate part of that is that I became extremely obsessive about never missing a workout, like working out like almost every single day. Um, and now what I recognize are like, extremely high levels of anxiety that were fueling like my motion. Like it was all coming, like I was effective quote unquote with what I was doing, <laughs> but it was really coming from a place of like a disordered relationship with both exercise and food. So I was like restricting what I was eating um, and obsessing about every meal. And then occasionally, you know, having like just screw it binge episodes where I would just, you know, eat what all of the things I wasn't allowed to the rest of the time. And um, I did that for several years. And I think the problem um, kind of with just our culture across the board is like we we really praise disordered behavior <laughs> in um, 
with exercise and food specifically because we really have internalized this idea as women that we need to look a certain way and there's one perfect way to be and we need to mush our bodies into that tiny little box of the current standard and if we're not doing that then we're failing and we're not taking care of our health so i really had bought into these ideas that like i needed to like force myself into these quote unquote healthy behaviors and they're like exercise and you know eating healthy food is like that's great but the reason that I was doing it was so deep-seated that I was having like constant panic attacks about how I wasn't seeing progress quickly enough I was like Mm -hmm. completely physically exhausted I ended up having like chronic migraines and um you know just like struggling with depression and anxiety and all of these things because it felt like no matter how hard I push myself and I'm really good at pushing myself because I'm a very anxious person if left unchecked (laughs) um but it wasn't working I wasn't getting the result that I was looking for because I was always always looking at my body with what's wrong with it Mm -hmm. and it wasn't focused on health if I was being truly honest with myself so at a certain point I just kind of crashed I was like I cannot continue to do this I am exhausted and from I stopped working out like pretty much entirely and then I had to rebuild my habits and and from a place of self-love and kindness and really working um, on the self-development piece and like figuring out my mindset and figuring out my value system and like like trying to align my habits with that instead of it being like I my body is wrong and I need to fix it so that I'm worthy and I didn't realize that that's what I was doing before but it was like completely toxic so why we do what we do is just as important as what we do Oh my God, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I, I love most of what you shared because I could like see myself in that story as well. Um, first of all, we both ran cross country, which <laughs> I did do it. I thought I enjoyed it, but looking back, I'm like, man, that was the worst. Like we ran like 10 miles a day. I can't even run like two miles right now. Like there's no way. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, But also going from like, okay, I think like that moment where you realize you can go to the gym, you can work out and you can change your body into how you want it to look. That was also one of my like big realizations that I think like I was even studying like pre-med health and fitness exercise science. And I still like my first two years of college, I didn't understand that until I got to some of like my capstone courses and I was like, oh, like exercise actually changes the physical like appearance of your body. And yeah, that same moment. So then I ran, you know, obviously straight to the gym. And I think for like two years, my like junior year of college and beyond, it was the same thing. Like so incredibly obsessive, like never miss a workout, like getting so burnt out. And like exercising because you have to exercising because i ate pizza last night and you know always like you said always looking in the mirror and like being like oh my stomach is too much or like my arms are flabby and just picking yourself apart constantly and you know that's like the coming at it from like a toxic place and you know having that kind of flip around where you are completely burnt out. You basically hit rock bottom. You're having panic attacks. Like that's that moment where as shitty as it is, 
is also the moment that like changed you. And I think there's a lot of moments in our life that we could probably look back and think like, man, that was a huge struggle for me. Like I would not want to go through that again. And then, you know, later on, it's like, you know what, that was actually a blessing in disguise because I learned so much from there. It was actually one of the catalysts that pushed me into, you know, these healthy eating habits and, you know, viewing exercise as, you know, something that makes me feel good and something that helps me get stronger versus like punishment. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah, abs- I love all of that. Um, and I think like I, you know, having that moment specifically, it was like I actually had surgery for that moment. I was going over the top with exercise. I was actually training for like a Spartan race that I really wanted to do. <laughs> And the week after COVID started, um, hospitals were flooded, shut down, everything. I ruptured my appendix. And I don't think there's any studies on this, but I guarantee it's because of all of the stress I was putting on my body from like exercising for like three hours a day. <laughs> so same thing. It's like you have that really, really down moment and you have to like just stop like everything physically, mentally, like stop everything and just really reassess like where am I at and where do I want to go and how can I you know make the most of this and make this more of like a positive experience for myself um so anyway I like that we have very similar because I didn't know that about you that's yeah that's so cool (laughs) well and it's I that that makes sense to me too I mean like finding a more sustainable approach is often what happens when we get burned out and and you know thank goodness it wasn't something that we're just like well screw it like we're just not gonna exercise at all anymore but actually changed our relationship to it um right and I think that's so important because and so like with my approach with clients I'm like mindset first with everything because how we've trained our brains to think about ourselves and to how we think about food how we think about exercise and often we're using it as a punishment and so we have this really like all or nothing thing about like either I'm on the wagon or I'm off the wagon and those are the only two options and if I've fallen off I'm a failure but if I'm on it I need to keep this like white knuckle grip of restriction and so to be able to shift towards something that's not that way at all it's like what do I want more of in my uh, in my life and how can I prioritize not just my physical health and by health we often mean like maintaining a certain weight or aesthetic Mm -hmm. But instead, actually advocate for my health as a whole, which means my mental, physical, emotional health, like all of those things matter. You can't separate them. And how do I not sacrifice my mental and emotional health for my physical health or vice versa? Right. Do all things, you know? Yeah. Exactly. I I love that you have such an emphasis on mindset first because, you know, when you start getting into health and fitness, like most people do, it's scale weight. It's like, how do I look? course it's like sometimes it's like how do I feel but we're a lot of the times we're tracking metrics that aren't necessarily really important for like our overall health as a whole so it's like you know reframing that and you know something that I ask my clients in their check-ins is like you know what kind of mindset shifts did you did you have this week you know how is your mental health you know what is like one non-scale victory that we had this week you know, constantly reminding that it's like, it's not always about the scale. It's not always about how you look. It's really more about how you feel everywhere and not just, you know, in one facet. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So I know you have a big emphasis, obviously, on dishing fad diets. Um, so do you have any tips on 
you know, how others can do so too. Because we kind of just talked about, you get to this point where you want a more sustainable solution. And I think a lot of people are probably at that point. They've tried a lot of diets in the past. Maybe they worked, maybe they didn't. They maybe gained the weight back. They maybe developed some disordered eating habits. So from your perspective, what are some things that women can do to kind of move away from fat diets and get into a more sustainable routine? What does that do for them? Hmm. Well, I think it's honestly, and this is my mindset coach talking here, right? Like, (laughs) um, it's a deeper issue usually than just the diet itself. It's not only do diets work against your physiology, because if you are pushing yourself into primal hunger mode and then expecting yourself, like your body is designed to stay alive. So if you are hungry and you're not eating, your body thinks it's in starvation. And so then as soon as food becomes available again, either because you finally break that mental dam of like, okay, I'm going to have just one cookie. Then all of a sudden your body goes into overdrive of like, okay, we have to eat as much as possible because we don't know when food is going to come again. So that whole thing, like diets work against your physiology completely um, and restrictive eating or work battling against your own hunger sucks, right? So from a physiological level, it's great to ditch dieting, but also from a mental and emotional level, I think to be able to ditch dieting, we have to be ready to give up the ideal body, quote unquote, that we've been sold by the media. I mean, it's literally everywhere you look. Like, all you have to do is walk into a grocery store and look at a magazine or go on social media for literally two seconds or, you know, watch TV or go to a movie and you see what is, you know, said to be the ideal body of this time. And it varies so much. Like, it's changed so much throughout history. Like, if you look at Marilyn Monroe used to be the ideal body. And then it was, you know, really, really really skinny, probably like, I'm trying to remember, like in the nineties, like the ones that we grew up with were like, like twins. yeah, they, they literally had like scary eating disorders. And that's what we were told was ideal. And now we're like more in the Kim Kardashian phase. Right. So like, it's constantly, it's constantly shifting what the, the trend is for what your body's supposed to look like. Like you can really choose that. <laughs> but we kind of, in order to actually be willing to ditch dieting and move towards more sustainable eating, we have to trust that our bodies are on purpose and that we're not supposed to be shifting everything about us to fit into this box of what is good and what is valuable. And we have to actually consider what's underneath that desire to diet in the first place. Like, what are we trying to gain? And is that actually going to meet that need for us? So what I find with my clients most of the time, all the time, actually, we're dieting (laughs) because, or we're trying to change our bodies because we want to feel loved. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel worthy. Um, and we want to feel like there isn't something fundamentally wrong with us. And so is dieting actually like going to change that for you? Because, and really the answer is no, because if you've trained your brain to seek what's negative in your body, you will always find it. It doesn't matter what your weight is. And we find this with, you know, like, um, I watched this fascinating Ted talk once, on, I think she was, she's like a supermodel. And she said that supermodels are the most insecure group of women she's ever met because their job is to find quote unquote imperfections in their bodies and fix them. 
So it doesn't actually, it's how you think about your body that matters, not actually what your body looks like. And so many studies have shown that body image and positive body image actually comes from having a positive relationship with your body, not from what it actually looks like. So I know that was like a way deeper answer than maybe you were looking for, but I think that like in order to ditch dieting, we have to figure out what needs we actually need to get met and how to do that in a more sustainable way. How can we make ourselves feel more loved and worthy and how can we think in ways that support that and how can we bring other people into that journey with us to support that? How can we take care of our mental health as well as our physical health and not make changing ourselves or quote unquote fixing ourselves the um, goal because we're not broken in the first place. Right. I absolutely love that. And I like that you went deep with it because it's one, you know, a surface level answer is like, well, you know, in order to ditch dieting, we can do these three tips and, you know, the reel that we see on social media. But it's like, that's not really what it is. Like you said, it's like, we want love and we want acceptance and you know we're seeking that through dieting and through outside sources when really that's just something we need to cultivate within ourselves and like you said the number on the scale isn't going to change any of that um and i also love that you said that our bodies are on purpose because you know we can all eat the same way we can all exercise the same way and we're not going to look the same ever um and that's because our bodies are on purpose so I love that. We're going to. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah. I mean, you know, body diversity exists for a reason, right? Like we're not all supposed to look the same. And that I, I love, there was this, I don't remember what her name is. There's this uh, like spoken word poet or something on TikTok slash Instagram that she talks about like why would I ignore the beauty of the mountain? I'm so, I'm going to butcher it, but like, why would I ignore the beauty of the mountains? Because I like the ocean. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's diversity and beauty in the world around us. And we see so many shapes and of beauty in other areas, but we've decided because culture and the people that make money off of our insecurity are like, no, you have to look this way. We've mm-hmm. decided that there can't, there's only one way to be beautiful and you have to be a certain body type. You have to be young. <laughs> you have to be, you know, a bunch of things that we don't have any control over. So it's a very like, um, it's an exhausting way to live to, and that's where I was to try to fit myself into this box that I don't belong in and forgetting all of the value that I have as a person, because I'm reducing myself to a number on the scale or, you know, like a waist size or whatever that is. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to improve our relationship with food and ourselves, but we have to be willing to make that the priority as opposed to, feeding into this lie that we need to fix ourselves first so yeah there's lots of other ways like being able to trust our bodies being able to um i think the main thing that i work on with my clients is are we are in a relationship with ourselves just like any other relationship and so if we think about what healthy relationships look like and then apply it to ourselves it's a very easy concept to access so like would you ever to a close friend or sister or loved one be like, if you don't lose 15 pounds, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to be nice to you. Like you're not worth it until then. Never. Absolutely not. That's horrible. Right? <laughs> like, or every time I see you, I'm going to be like, well, that's what's wrong with you. 
oh, I don't like your stomach. Like, can you imagine? Oh <laughs> like, no, of course not. And, but we are, we don't think about ourselves or the relationship with ourselves in the same way. So right. when we start to actually cultivate a positive relationship, like you also with, with children, for example, or think about a pet or some, something like that, you would never be like, okay, you eat all the Oreos or you sit in the closet by yourself and don't eat anything, right? There, <laughs> we're not that polar about it. Instead, we might be like, hey, maybe you can, you know, eat a salad or have something that's going to be nutri nutrient dense and then also have a cookie if you'd like. Right. Like right. there are ways, but it becomes more accessible to think about if we consider it a relationship that we're having with ourselves and how to be. We know how to be kind to other people and how to be supportive and how to set boundaries and also advocate for somebody else's well-being without just having it be a free for all. So how do we do that for ourselves as well? So that would be my main advice for ditching dieting is like get rid of the all or nothing thinking. I, I love that. And I like how you reframed it that say it said like it is a relationship with yourself like why would you treat you know your best friend the way that you have been treating yourself like that's horrible um and it's an easy concept like you said to start applying or maybe not applying but to at least understand and then start to work through um one of the things that my assistant coach just taught me was i feel like especially with women our problem area feels like our tummy all the time. And mm -hmm. my assistant coach likes to reframe it in a way that, you know, when you're looking at like a toddler or a little kid or like a puppy, you're like, oh my, you can like pinch their tummy and be like, this is the cutest thing in the world. Like, look at your rolls. You're so cute. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then somewhere along the lines, we stop viewing our tummy as cute. And we start looking at it as like this problem area, this like shameful area. And I don't know where along the lines we started to do that, um, probably within our teen years and beyond, but trying to get back to that place where you're looking at your body is like, it's cute, it's fun. Like it can do so many fun things. Like, so love that kind of like tummy little reframe from her, but not sure if that's yeah. something that you thought of as well. Um, <laughs> no, I hadn't, I really like that though. and. It's so true because, you know, most of the time our awareness of our bodies and that maybe it's not the way it's supposed to be is like middle school, high school. That's usually where it starts for most women. And sometimes it's a little bit different, but that's that's pretty common. And yeah, we go from when we when we look at, you know, other people, too, we're often not judging them the same way that we're judging ourselves. We certainly don't. We we think that like our attractiveness is the definition of whether or not we're okay. But like, there's other parts, like this is something I really like to tell my clients too. I'm like, okay, kind of a weird way to think about it, but like how many of the relationships in your life, the ones that are most important to you, how many of those people are you actually physically attracted to? Hmm. Probably point. not very many. Right. <laughs> right, it's probably, probably your partner, right? Hopefully, and um, you know, Obviously, we don't want to be physically attracted to our friends or our, you know, family member like you, right? Weird thing to think about, but like we we are kind of told that we need to be attractive to everybody. And if we're not, if somebody isn't attracted to us, then there's something wrong with us. And like we don't think, oh, we could be cute and like, you know, pleasant to look at but not attractive to somebody. Mm -hmm. We don't consider that an option because we must be physically attractive to everybody at all costs because that's the mark of how women are valuable. And that's just not true. We have so much, 
the people that are most important in our lives are important because of who they are and what joy and support and kindness they bring into our lives. And we undervalue that in ourselves, but not other people. So it's kind of, it's like obviously expanding upon that idea. But yeah, I love that. Like we can look at people and be like, oh my gosh, they're so adorable. And that part, like, and, and we can think that about them and not be attracted to them because we're not freaking supposed to be attracted to everybody. And we're not supposed to be attractive to everybody. And putting that pressure on ourselves is exhausting and usually happens in that time frame where we really start ingesting media, we really start like noticing that this is what we're supposed to look like and we don't. And it's just a lie, you know? And there are other ways to think about our bodies and ourselves. They're so much more supportive and kind and like fun. I love that you said, you know, my body can do all these fun things. Like it allows me to do all of these awesome things and and connect with people in these really amazing ways. And that that can be the focus as opposed to like, oh, I need to fix this. So I'm attractive enough. Right. Oh, I love that. that so super much. rant. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. No, that is so great. So many like good little mindset reframes here, uh, which is great. Um, but let me ask you, what do you feel like body confidence means to you? And what do you feel like would be step one for other women listening on how they can cultivate more confidence within themselves? Yeah, so being confident in our bodies, I really think, means being confident in ourselves. It's more about that relationship, like I've been talking about, than anything else. And when we're in a good and positive relationship with our bodies, we're taking care of them. We're confident in what they're able to do. We understand their limitations um, and how to take care of that. And so, and that confidence and, and not focusing so much on what we look like, but who we are and what we offer to the world, that, that comes out in confidence. It comes out in a positive relationship with our bodies and actually being able to respect our bodies. Like you and I were both saying, we pushed ourselves past the point of exhaustion because we were trying to change something. Like that's not positive. That's not a positive relationship, or at least it wasn't for me. Um, And it didn't lead to any type of confidence in how I felt about myself. I was constantly picking myself apart, comparing myself to other people. And when I actually am, you know, focusing on that relationship and taking care of myself from a place of love and kindness, I feel more confident in who I am in general because I know that I am a unique person that has so much to offer the world. And then I'm able to step into that, not in not in a comparison way, but in like, I'm unique, I'm important, I can impact the people around me positively, and my body allows me to do those things. And that confidence is unshakable because it's not based off, you know, whether you're bloated that day or whether you, you know, haven't been able to work out for a little while because you got injured or maybe you're sick, right? Like all of these things happen in life. And if we have a very like, I don't know, small box that we can fit in in order to be have confidence in our bodies because it's all based on appearance, then we're setting ourselves up for failure because our bodies are designed to fluctuate and change throughout our lives. And no matter, I heard this quote once, it's like, no matter how great you look now, you will always age out of the current beauty standard. Always. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the reality. So when we put all of our eggs in that basket, <laughs> then our confidence is sure to be shattered. But if instead we can be confident in how, who we are, what our bodies do, and be in a a positive, healthy relationship with ourselves, 
that confidence will show up everywhere in our lives because we're not obsessing about something that doesn't define our worth in the first place. Right. Oh, I love that. That's so good. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a good conversation. <laughs> I'm so glad. Well, last and final question for you. So I like to have guests kind of rave about one of their clients. So do you want to share any sort of client wins you've seen recently? Do you want to hype up one of your clients right now? Oh my gosh, yes. So I have a couple fantastic clients, but I don't want to talk everybody's ear off because I could just go on about how much right. they're crushing it all day. Um, but one in particular, um, she was really ready to try something different. She tried a lot of restrictive um, dieting and a lot of like really oppressive exercise programs where it's like never miss a day kind of toxic right. culture there. Um, and I, we happened to come across each other on uh, social media and we ended up working together, but she is like, it was just perfect timing because I was finally ready to ditch all of this stuff and try something different. And she's been super consistent and shown up and done everything that we've talked about. And as I mentioned before, like I'm a mindset first coach. <laughs> so that means that I have my clients do a lot of thought work, a lot of journaling, a lot of affirmations, a lot of questioning the kind of things that we've been taught as women and noticing like those, the messaging that we're getting and shifting that in a more positive, supportive way. And because of that, not only has she fallen in love with like cooking, which she didn't know she liked before and has been like trying all these really exciting foods and enjoying what she's eating without feeling restricted, but she's also weight training and exercising in a way that she actually enjoys and feels good. And then that, that positive relationship with herself has really just bled into other important areas of her life. Like she's setting better boundaries with people um, and advocating for her own mental health in relationships that, you know, maybe distancing herself from some relationships that were causing her difficulty and, you know, showing up for herself at her job and like, you know, taking time to take care of her, like um, her mind and her, um, you know, like fight or flight response. We're doing a lot of stuff with meditation and adding in mindfulness practices. And she told me um, last week, I think she said, I've never felt healthier or happier in my entire life. Oh. I was like, what? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I was like, you know, <laughs> I'm lucky that I get to be even a small, like tiny part of that, but it's really the willingness to show up and to focus on that relationship with yourself because it, like we have this conversation all the time. I feel like it's easier to just do another diet, like diving into mm -hmm. this, like, how am I thinking? How am I feeling? Like understanding ourselves on a deeper level, it's hard and it can bring up some challenging emotions. But actually doing that work leads to a more sustainable relationship with ourselves and habits that are not based off of all or nothing thinking. So they can continue forever because you get sick, it's okay. Like you didn't fail. There's nothing wrong with you. You can just get back on it because it makes your body feel good when you have the time and space. So for it to be able to move with your life instead of your life be focused around like an exercise plan or a diet, right? So it was just so cool to hear that like these habits that she's changed and, and made for herself because she wanted to move towards something instead of away from something. She's like, I, I don't think that I'm ever gonna stop doing this because I love right. it. I was like, wow, that's so cool. 
that's so amazing. I'm so proud of her. And so such a good feeling as a coach, of course, like when I see those messages, it's like, I start to tear up. My heart is aching. I'm just like, Oh my God. Like, you know, the joy that we have for our clients. Like I could talk about them all day. <laughs> I know uh, it's amazing. It's so amazing in this role to be able to see women succeed. And I, I think that we both have that mentality of like wanting to build up other women and see like support each other. And it's really cool to be a part of a community that that's doing that because we need so much more of that in the world. So I applaud what you're doing there too. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I think, you know, of course behind it all, it's like we primarily work with women because that's the main driver. We, we just want to see more women succeed. And it's not because we don't want to see men succeed. It's just, that's, that's just been the norm and that's just been so easy for them, you know, in terms, but, you know, just pushing other women to, you know, do some amazing things within their life is just so cool. And I love that. Absolutely. And to not be in competition, but to be in community. I think that's so important too. Yeah. That we can, we can celebrate each other. We don't have to, you know, be pitted against each other. We don't have to be stacked (laughs) and like based off of like beauty ideals of the, the current time. Like we can actually see the worth in each other and like sidestep that, that nonsense and put it aside and just be like, wow, I want to see you succeed. I want to see you be happy and healthy in like a sustainable way. And to be able to be part of that is like so fulfilling. So absolutely. I love it now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Where can the listeners find you? Yeah. So Instagram is probably the best way to find me. Um, So my Instagram handle is a little more wellness and my last name is more with two O's. So I like, I have like such, such dad humor. Like really, I love stupid puns. Like I don't know. My husband is constantly rolling his eyes at me at the stupid things I say. So anyway, I had, of course, I had to make my business name like based off of some stupid pun, but it's a little more with two O's wellness on Instagram. So I'd love to connect with anybody. Absolutely. Yeah. So go find her on Instagram, go give her a follow, reach out if you feel like you could use her support. Um, But thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate you. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I enjoyed that conversation with Alex. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a rating, a review, or share in your stories. Thanks, guys.